Hello, and welcome back to A Capsule of Conversations. My name is Spencer Candilas. Today is November 18th, 2020. And on today's episode of the podcast, we have Tori's good friend, Sarah Mack, and we'll be talking about Washington, D.C., jobs, and much more. I am currently, like, definitely in this transitive, transitory, I don't know what the right word is there, (laughs) like, period where I don't necessarily know what the next thing is going to be which is kind of cool um because I just finished up the campaign cycle um as you're saying and that was super crazy so like my contract ended November 6th so they like cut off my email that night which was kind of like cold turkey after like being glued to that for like months Mm -hmm. um and then obviously uh Biden won the election they announced his win on Saturday, which like kind of sucked a little bit that I wasn't like connected with my team and everything formally at when that was announced. But I still like got a bunch of emails on my personal email and um, different stuff came through. And yeah, it was cool being a part of that. Um, but like so right now, I've just kind of been catching up on things that I've wanted to do for a few months and Matthew's sister and uh, her boyfriend came and visited us last weekend. We went home the weekend after the election uh, just to like visit our families because that was Matthew's birthday weekend and other than that I've just kind of been like I said catching up on stuff and I'm interviewing at this compost company which I've like (laughs) talked about with the nerds so Tori knows but um I'm officially done interviews with them and I have like a call with the main guy who would be my boss on Friday morning so he'll probably I would assume tell me if I got the job or not and I don't know what that'll be but if I don't get that job I could truly do anything and one of the options is like I could work at the EPA which I did as like an intern um, last spring in DC but this time around, ideally, I would be able to do it as like a political appointee. So they have like career appointees and well, they're not called appointees and career workers and then political appointees that are put in place with each administration. And since I kind of know people on the Biden team, there's a non-zero chance that I would be able to get one of those roles, but you can't really like apply for them. It's just who you know. So I'm like talking to people and if I can get that, I would probably take that over anything just because it's kind of like a once in a once in a lifetime or once in a very slim chance of getting that um but yeah it's just like a lot of uncertainty and just kind of go with the flow (laughs) yeah well didn't you say you're the only one being interviewed for the compost job (laughs) so like yes I I thought that but apparently there's one other person I found that out when I interviewed with the CEO which was the last um, interview but honestly that's kind of relieving to me because I would have been concerned if they were spending all this time interviewing me and it was literally just me like that is just a waste of time yeah that would have been pretty crazy (laughs) well I hope that goes well for you I have a feeling it will (laughs) (laughs) well thank you yeah I like on one hand I'm like I hope I get it because then I can just take the job. But then on the other hand, I don't want to get it and then find a way to get the EPA job and then have to quit in like two months because that would be really stressful. But I also don't want to not be employed for two months because like money. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's just a really weird time to (laughs) be like not even just like the pandemic now, but also like the holidays and stuff like just the hiring process is going to be insane right now. (laughs) I know. And like... 
yeah I I had known that like I probably wouldn't start working at the compost place even if they hired me until after Thanksgiving but like now of course not because Thanksgiving is literally next week (laughs) but at this point like even if I start working there I feel like Christmas will just be right around the corner then so it is like a very weird time yeah so were you in DC for when Biden won or were you home (laughs) I was home which is crazy but like on it I wouldn't have probably gone downtown anyway just because like pandemic um we walked by so when we when we were downtown last weekend when Gina and Ben came to visit we walked well we took like those electric scooters you know the ones you can like pay for Mm -hmm. downtown and the one trump million mega march was happening (laughs) which was like absolutely psycho we we managed to like i knew that it was happening so we went like after we went after it was supposed to have been over and so we still saw like a bunch of people but we were able to pretty easily avoid them it wasn't like we were like stuck in a crowd or anything like that um, but you could definitely tell who were the Trump supporters without masks and their flags and all of that. Uh, but yeah, so, and I know for a fact that it was more swarmed than even that the weekend that Biden won, which like, it's cool that people were able to celebrate, but also I don't need to get COVID right now. Like, yeah, I was watching it on the TV and I was thinking like the same thing. Like it's yeah. cool, but I think we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> I will go to the inauguration though just to, like, say that I was there, but I'll just, like, try to keep my distance as best as possible, and, like, (laughs) even if I'm, like, nowhere near the group of people and nowhere near, you know, place that I can see him, at least I can say, like, oh, I went to the inauguration, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool to say. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's, I think that's currently the game plan, but, you know, maybe it'll be gone in January. It won't be, but. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) I doubt it. We'll see. But hey, I guess the vaccine is, like, happening as of this week, so. Yeah, I know. Both of them are doing pretty well, I heard, so. I know. I'm hopeful, but I mean, also, it's not going to be us who can get get it. (laughs) Right. So. My mom will get it, though, because she's a healthcare Your mom, too. Oh, yeah. They probably will. And, like, our grandparents and stuff, too. Yeah. We'll be, like, very last on the list. Yeah. That's Which okay. is fine. That's as really it should be. We're not even going to get it. By the time that we get it, they're just going to have herd immunity. That's true. Since you would think so... that, but there's so many people that would be eligible to get it that'll be like, I'm not getting any vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to microchip us, you know? Yeah. No, there's no way. You don't think people feel that way? I understand those people exist, but I don't think that they're substantial enough to make a difference in the numbers. Um, I don't know. I, d- I disagree with that just because like it's like the it's like the Trump supporter narrative that like the pandemic is like a conspiracy and you know it was put in place by all these people and spies and the government's gonna take away all our rights and I definitely think it's like a pretty large contingent of people unfortunately. I mean we saw how uh, the election went. I was surprised that many people still voted for him. So <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's definitely yeah. scary. And, like, it's easy to not know. Like, it's easy to forget that that's such, like, a large portion of the American people just because we are kind of lucky enough to be surrounded by the people that we're surrounded by and, like, have the educations that we've had and all that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. <laughs> so, it's crazy. 
Um, I guess going along with that, one question that I had that I wrote down is just like um, about your life like in D.C. so far. I know you haven't really gotten to like experience the city all that much, but um, I guess you could just talk about that and also like how it is compared to living in Boston because you have this uh, unique view where you've lived like in two different cities, um, which we don't have, so... I guess you could just talk to that experience a little bit. I know they're obviously different, like, for many reasons, especially right now, but... Yeah, it's definitely, like, going off of that, it's definitely... I have to remind myself sometimes that, you know, if I was in Boston right now, I also wouldn't be able to do anything, you know? And then, like, it's not just me being in D.C. that means that I can't do things, you know? It has nothing to do with that, and Boston is also, like, in a pandemic, um, because, like, I am, like, in my mind, it's really easy to glorify, like, being in college and being in Boston when, you know, that situation is completely different right now, too, than when I was there. But yeah. I feel like in addition to, like, being in both cities, like, I kind of had an idea of what D.C. was like before just because I lived here last spring for my study abroad, in quotes, <laughs> my internship program. And... But, like, even then, I was not out in the city, like, at all, just because I was working four days a week full-time and then taking class from, like, 6.30 to 9.30 at night every night. So my only time to, like, explore the city was Fridays and weekends, and I was, like, you know, focused on college student stuff and not necessarily, like, what, you know, like, I was going to different museums and stuff, but I wasn't out going to a bunch of restaurants or like doing a bunch of city things. I don't know. Um, but I, I think that there are pretty similar cities in a lot of ways, but DC like has really, really unique, distinct neighborhoods, which is cool. Um, Boston has some neighborhoods, but people don't really identify with their neighborhoods as strongly as I think they do here in DC. And I definitely think that like me being here during the pandemic, I, like really associate strongly with like being in Adams Morgan because that's pretty much what I see on a daily basis like when we go out on walks we walk around nearby neighborhoods and like Adams Morgan, Woodley Park, Calorama but we really don't leave those three little neighborhoods um, because that's like a pretty big stretch of area and we don't have any needs outside of that like there's hardware stores and grocery stores and um, pharmacies and I don't know anything that we would need just right you know down the street which is kind of just oh and parks and everything we are like community compost is just down the street which I love uh but in Boston I had that but I was much more willing to just go anywhere in the city like I was in I was living in Alston which is like a neighborhood but I I was not only in Alston at all like I would go everywhere especially like on weekends and at night I would go downtown all the time so I think like that's the big difference and I'm not sure how much of that is pandemic and how much of that is just like DC people love their neighborhoods <laughs> so yeah I have friends that live like I have a friend that lives in Arlington from BU and I have a friend that lives um, in Colorado so I just said that that's like a neighboring neighborhood from BU and then my one work friend Jason who I got pretty close with he lives in DuPont Circle which is like um, just as big and n noteworthy of a town, like, a neighborhood as Adams Morgan, but it's one closer to the, you know, Capitol Hill and all that. So, um, 
that's kind of more the area that I was centralized in when I lived here last time, so I'm familiar with that area too. And I got to meet his friends, which was cool, just like in a park at one time, so I think ideally now that the election's done, I'll be able to hang out with more people like that and kind of grow my circle that way, which is interesting, but obviously <laughs> it's getting colder too, so yeah, who knows. <laughs> I don't think I ever realized that D.C. was like that until you and Brie moved there. Like, it's like New York, they always talk about, like, you know, like the different neighborhoods, like Manhattan and all that. But I never realized D.C. was like that Name as well. another one. Brooklyn. Hell's Kitchen is where your aunt lives. That's in Manhattan. In Manhattan. <laughs> whatever. So they, like, break it up even like that. Like, New York's huge, so that makes sense. But, like, Philly, they don't, I mean, there's, like, Right, like, South, they have, like, West. Upper West Side in New York. Yeah, and... so I feel like you don't, like hear that a lot in many cities so I didn't realize that DC was so like that and it's it's interesting to see and like I think a lot of it oh sorry no go ahead (laughs) I was just gonna say I think a lot of that actually comes from like gentrification and like how segregated DC used to be just because like I I took like a gentrification class when I was here last time and it's so crazy like I didn't know any of this before that like because D.C. was um, somewhere where, like, previous African-American people that were enslaved were able to come, like, when uh, emancipation happened, and it was, like, a free state in the middle of two slave states. Um, it, It had, like, a huge black population, and then those people never left, but it was, like, a ton of rich white people, and then these, like, newly freed black people, and there was, like, a huge juxtaposition because, like, these people were, like, living alongside each other. And, like, for a while, the white people weren't really, like, living there full-time because they were, like, you know, just worked there and then they would live out in, like, big plantations or big plots of land in Virginia or Maryland. But then when they started moving in, like, gentrification really started to happen and then, like, these neighborhoods formed just because it was, like, (laughs) really rich people versus poor people in a way that was like super strange just because it's like the capital I don't know at least that's what I think is kind of why that exists here but I don't know I did not know that did they <laughs> teach you that did you know that what <laughs> that whole story about DC no I did not know that do you that's... think when we move there DC will be a state that's a good <gasps> I question. hope so <laughs> that would be pretty cool to be the 51st state I'm I don't know about by the time we move because I don't know what six months from now (laughs) yeah things move slow (laughs) yeah i feel like it'll take a little bit longer than that but But i definitely don't think that in a biden presidency it's out of the question like i think like it people started talking about dc statehood like it comes up frequently obviously but i feel like in the last few years it's been more of like a hot button issue it always confused me why it wasn't it doesn't make any sense right i mean it like to me it's like totally messed up that uh, like a lot of like the places that the U.S. like quote-unquote owns like even like Guam and Puerto Rico like how did those places not have the ability to vote but not like Puerto Rico or Guam yeah exactly like I have a friend that goes to BU her name's Denise I love her she literally can't like she can't even vote because she's from Guam and like it's just crazy. Like, how how does that happen? <laughs> like, that doesn't seem right. And how all. did we never even, like, learn about that? That these yeah. people are, like... Like, I remember learning about, like, obviously, like, colonialism and, like, 
how that all happened and like oh like I remember we like got Puerto Rico whatever but like they kind of taught it as like a good thing you know (laughs) yeah they definitely did (laughs) and then you like think about it later and you're like we that's not great at all (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of school (laughs) yeah yeah they just teach you like all the like facts from like really far in the past and then you think about it when you're older and you're like wait that that wasn't right (laughs) yeah it makes you wonder like how they'll teach today and 2020 (laughs) yeah I know that'll be interesting to see for sure well yeah we're definitely excited to do you have any recommendations of like areas that we could land at so I was thinking about like where you guys would like it because I know that you don't want like I know that you probably want to keep a car and like you like a more on the outskirts place unless you were thinking about like coming more downtown and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that but like I, mean, I def- yeah I just I don't know do you have an opinion I don't no I don't think we need a car we barely use our car here and like I'm okay oh, with- I just filled my tank up for the second time this year <laughs> oh my god yeah we fill our tank once every six months because the only place we go is the grocery store um that's awesome yeah, so I think if we're, like, in a walkable place, I don't think I would need a car, and I would like to be closer to, like, action, you know? Yeah. And I know, like, the metro is, like, super connected there, too, but, and I mean, we were even looking into, like, Arlington a little bit, too, but I think a lot of it is going to come down to price, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, so, my, I moved here, I picked Adams Morgan because when I lived here last year, I lived in Woodley Park, which is, like, one neighborhood it's literally like across the bridge from here but it's just like maybe 10 minutes of a farther walk to be downtown so I was like I'll move slightly closer like it's nothing (laughs) in the grand scheme of things but um I also just really liked that Adams Morgan has like tons of bars and restaurants and little shops like I it has (laughs) it has like a bunch of little vintage clothing shops and like a record store and like stuff that um you know, some of the other ones don't have that are more, like, not gentrified, that's the wrong word, but, like, more old personified. <laughs> um, like, I have no interest in living on Capitol Hill uh, at all, because, <laughs> like, all the apartments there are, like, first of all, like, even disregarding price, like, they just all look exactly the same. <laughs> like, if you look at pictures and, like, do virtual tours of downtown apartments in DC, like all the ones that are in like Chinatown and uh, downtown, like they look nice and like they're super bougie, but like you can't even, they all just look the same. And I wanted like personality a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, oh, um, Tori, do you remember Natalie Robertson? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, she was the drum major before me and Matthew and she was like, she's Gina's age, but I don't know. She did dance at a different dance studio, so I thought maybe you'd know her. But um, Maybe if I saw a picture. I don't recognize her enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. But she lives on Capitol Hill, but she lives in, like, a row home with, like, a bunch of roommates, which, like, that's cool because that's, like, a, you know, an older vibe thing, and, like, she obviously moved kind of to D.C. by herself and, like, didn't really have friends, so I think she, like, met her roommates on Craigslist, and now they're all friends, which is cool. But, um... That's like my there's... worst nightmare. <laughs> I know. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds very stressful to me. I mean, yeah, I've never other than like freshman year of college when I like moved in and I yeah, got exactly. lucky with root random roommates, I've never done that before. <laughs> um like I feel like the only other time you would do that is like moving to a city post grad and like 
starting there but like once you get to a new city I feel like you'd know people and then you wouldn't have to rely on that but yeah short answer I don't know (laughs) um I as far as like cars go Matthew and I have a Zipcar membership now and I actually really like it um I think something like that would be perfect I think so too and then also just to like clarify a little bit I I don't want to speak for you but the one thing that I loved about college was just walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the one yeah. thing I love here is that not everything is walkable, but there is lots and lots of places to walk. And we're in like a suburby type area where everything is a lot more spaced out. And I love it. Like yeah. I love every like the space and stuff like that. So, but I, I could totally see myself, you know, it's not like I need it though. Right. I, right. Like I don't, what I'm trying to say is I don't mind walking like an hour. To get to somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, that's honestly ideal for me. Oh, I think you cut out. I I don't know if that... I also enjoy walking, but, like... And I think what we like about, like, the suburbs is something that's more to, like... Oh, sorry. Can you hear us? You're good. You cut out, but now you're back. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was just saying that I also, um, like, enjoy walking, um, obviously, and, like, the fact that we like here is because it's like so spread out and like suburban but I think that's something more to uh look for like later in life you know we don't need that for the next two years like yeah we won't want to be in like a crowded space once like we have like a family and kids but for the next two years like I don't really care what (laughs) if it's like spread out or if it's like you know more city like I just want to be somewhere that's like well that was more so like I don't want to live where I live like my parents live Oh, where you right. can't yeah. walk anywhere. Like, yeah. your two highways are locking you in. Right, and there's, That's like, no like sidewalks. That's, what I don't want at all. Yeah, I never right. want that. I need, like, sidewalks. I need I th- parks. Yeah. I need open space. In my mind, like, everywhere in D.C. is like that. Yeah. Though. Like, there's, it's going to be walkable no, no matter like, where you are. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, whether we're, like, farther away where it's, like, quieter and more spread out or, like, closer, I, I think I would be happy with both. Obviously, both have their pros and cons. Yeah, we're about, like, an hour walk from the White House right where I am now um but like we can get everywhere pretty much closer than that like it's just downtown downtown is like a walk but um Bree seems pretty set on Arlington sorry to interrupt no you're good (laughs) um did you after you finish your point um did you said you knew some people about that live in Arlington do you know yeah Um, my friend Haley, I love her. I can, if you want more Arlington tips, I can give you her phone number and I'm sure she would love to talk to you. Um, (laughs) she, uh, actually works for the Arlington local government now, um, because she graduated with the same environmental major as me, um, the environmental analysis and policy thing. And she does like stuff for their organic waste and like zero waste mission and stuff like that for the city of Arlington. Yeah. That's cool. It's very cool. Um, she lives, like, in a... She met her roommates randomly, um, and she actually, like, befriended the one guy, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, they have, like, a little town home. I've never been there yet because it's kind of, like, a hike from here, and also she's, like, super active. She, like, runs marathons and, like, loves biking, so she's always like, let me come to you. Uh, and I don't object. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see her after Thanksgiving at some point because she has a fire pit. So I'll let you know what I think of her place and where she is. And I don't know, like, where Brie is in Arlington, but I can, you know, see if it's, like, a similar area. But um, I... Oh, Jesus. I just pulled my headphones out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, other than that, I don't know, like, a ton about Arlington other than that 
the bike ride over there isn't that bad. <laughs> I So there's like a little island called Teddy Roosevelt Island in between DC and Arlington. And to get onto the island, you have to enter from the Arlington side. <laughs> so that's the only time when I've like been over there. Um, but the park is really beautiful. It's like a national park and there's like trails because it's like the whole island. Uh, so there's like hiking trails and you feel like you're not in the city anymore, which is really cool. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. So I think Brie like, likes it because it's you can have a yard. I think she's yeah, sick she of the wants, apartment yeah. life. So she's in, what's the area she's called now? She's, blah, blah, blah. What's the area she's in now called? Van Ness? Is that an yeah, area? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. That sounds familiar to me. I'm not, like, super... She said it's right by American, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's, like... I think she's, like, way, way further than you are from things. Right. Um, but I think she... So she, like, lives with... She knew the people, but, like, they're not, like, you know, her friends. They were they were random before the last time she lived yeah. there. Um, okay. In the summer, and then she just, like, lived with them again. Um, but I think she's just kind of sick of, like, living with a bunch of people in an apartment, and she wants, like, somewhere where she can have, like, space in a yard, and I think that that's, like, much more accessible in Arlington. From oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I just don't, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not looking for a yard right now, but I definitely yeah. see that as, like, an appeal that some people want, and, like, yeah, Arlington definitely can provide that a lot easier. <laughs> Is the demographic in D.C. mostly, like, young adults, or are there, like, families there? Uh, yeah, I would say it's a pretty good mix, and it definitely depends on neighborhood. Like, I would say that the two ones that have, like, the most young adults in my mind are Adams Morgan, where I live, and Shaw, which is, like, well, that might be wrong. Maybe Petworth has a bunch. Um, yeah, so, like, neighborhoods that, like, new <laughs> new people to D.C. that, like, um, didn't go to school here or maybe even did go to school here but like graduate college and move here for jobs those are like the the general pool like draws or or like Chinatown if you have money <laughs> like <laughs> Chinatown in the Capitol Hill if you have money mm-hmm. um but yeah but that being said our neighborhood like our our neighborhood our apartment building has people of all ages and we are definitely not like the only young people that live here but we're also like definitely on the young side (laughs) like there's an old lady that lives down the hall from us and like the I just met our next door neighbors like two days ago and it was wild because they thought that (laughs) there was an old lady living in our apartment (laughs) this poor woman was like do you live there and I was like yeah like I was clearly like putting I was like fixing our welcome mat so I was like clearly live there she was like do you live here and I'm like yeah (laughs) she's like when did you move in I was like oh May and she was like oh like I thought an old lady still lived here and I was like no (laughs) guess you guys are pretty quiet yeah well no like I think these walls are just like amazing like the only time we ever heard anyone from the other apartment that's like pressed up against ours is when they had like construction work being done which is wow honestly pretty amazing considering this apartment was built in like 1907 or something like it's like over 100 years old so yeah I wish our apartment is awful everyone that lives in this building is families and they all have I think a minimum of two kids and we're on the first floor and we hear them running around and the kids play in the basement which is super echoey it's awful we hear everything so you're lucky (laughs) yeah no I definitely I definitely feel that and it's it's also weird because you can hear pretty well from in the hallway like if sounds are happening in the apartments but once you get into the like rooms you're or like into the apartment you're good Hmm. um 
but yeah, we don't have like any common space here other than the roof, which is my favorite place. <laughs> and we don't have like a balcony, but if we move somewhere, that is like my number one wish item is like a balcony or a private outdoor area that's like yeah. in the air. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. I feel like being surrounded by, you know, if it's not like all young people, but just like people more like our demographic will be a good change of pace. I feel like where we live now, I in, in Royal Oak, there were, like where we were before, there were some young people. And I don't know if it will really change like if we even interact with people, but I just think it'll be like feel better to be around people who are more like us and less like families. Yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> we love walking. So we have a bunch of parks near us and the one big park, Kalarama Park, which is where the community compost is. Uh, so we like have to go there at least once a week and we often like just walk through there. There, It's so fun to go there like at 530 or like right after work gets out because it's just literally swamped with like 20 somethings drinking wine outside. <laughs> it's That's so funny. funny. Like yeah it's just like a, a switch a switch flips at like 4 45 and it stops being like single moms with their kids in the park and it's just all 20 somethings wow that's so, cool yeah <laughs> and that's, that's like that you have like those parks especially now yeah yeah i love them and um i'm trying to learn how to skateboard <laughs> So I just, like, take my skateboard out sometimes and, like, go on the, the back streets, like, the back roads that are one way so I can watch for cars or, like, practice tricks in the park. The little kids, like, the 10-year-olds love trying to tell me how to skateboard. They love it. <laughs> they know that I'm bad, and they try to give me tips. That's funny. <laughs> Is it super, like, bikeable, too? Maybe we should get bikes. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of city biking <laughs> it's like how I got around 100% of the time in Boston because I was cheap and didn't like paying for the tea um and now obviously it's like kind of how I get around because I we haven't gone on the metro since getting here because of the pandemic but like also I don't go anywhere now because of the pandemic um but yeah it's pretty bikeable there's so there's there's this big park called Rock Creek Park and it has a Rock Creek Park bike trail that kind of goes around a big part of the city. Like, that's the that's the trail that eventually gets you over into Arlington to go to that um, island I was telling you about. But, like, I can take that trail downtown if I want or, like, take it, you know, wherever in the city. And it's a good, like, if I don't feel like riding my bike on the street in a bike lane, you can just do it in the trail and then you're just biking alongside you know joggers or whatever oh that's cool I like that yeah and in my opinion there's like better bike infrastructure here than in Boston (laughs) which I have very extensive opinions about (laughs) (laughs) is it flat um no (laughs) Uh, I it's not so it's fairly flat the more downtown you get I think yeah like I think there's like one big hill up into my neighborhood and so that's why I automatically said no because I'm sick of that hill (laughs) but like other than where I am I think it is I think it is decently flat because like you tried to have your bike in state college it was not possible our entire campus (laughs) was on a hill so to class you were like and I lived down the hill yeah (laughs) (laughs) you like got to class like soaking like in sweat like because we did in the the summer too the cool thing is is that it would take me like an hour to get there and then like 15 minutes to get home yeah that was nice you just coasted home (laughs) that's so funny but there were a few times when you literally like 
would just bust like what did you do? You like left your bike there. I left you my were, like, bike there overnight. Yeah, you yeah. left your bike there overnight because you were like, I am not doing that because like it was just awful to bike on that hill. It was <laughs> awful to walk on that hill. Like yeah. I don't know how many people. A lot of people like biked on that campus, and I don't know how they did it. <laughs> it was crazy. But That's I so feel funny. like cities, it has to be you know, at least especially somewhat. a city like DC. Yeah, it has yeah. to be like more flat and more bikeable. So that'd be fun. Yeah, you should bikes. do it. I have a. I'm not allowed to like hang the bike on the wall here because renting but but I have a pretty cool bike stand which is nice because I don't trust my bike being like parked outside all the time oh, so yeah. it's like in our apartment it's like right next to our kitchen table but I kind of like the aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> that's fun very city living um Okay, well, we talked a lot about DC. <laughs> I guess I'll just go to another uh, topic on my list. Um, so you said you've been like home a few times and you've seen your parents, which is good. But I was just uh, curious, mostly with like I know you're an only child and I know you hate that, but um, your parents obviously like have been empty nesters for a few years now. But has anything like changed since? They were like empty nesters with a college kid versus like a college grad you know like is that different yeah. for them or are things generally the same and like how have, how have they kind of handled that yeah that's a good question I think like yeah I don't know I feel like the last like few months like with 2020 and everything and graduating I feel like it hasn't really like sunk in that it's different for them yet just because I feel like they're just in this fog of like like, anytime I've gone home, it's because I, like, needed something other than the last time. Like, it's always, like, something needs to happen, like, especially in right after graduation. And I, like, needed my dad to, like, take me up to Boston and get my stuff and, like, move me in. And it was, like, boom, boom, boom. And I think that they <laughs> just, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they fully accepted everything yet, which, like, you know, makes sense. But... I also just feel like the holidays right now are a hot mess, and I'm sure you can <laughs> really... I mean, you guys are... You made the right call of, you know, deciding you weren't going to go home early on. But I'm, like, in this... <laughs> I'm in this hot mess of uh, fighting with people about getting tested and all this. Because uh, they just yeah. announced yesterday... I don't know if you guys saw this, because you're not, like, going home. But they just announced that anyone coming into PA after... Friday of this week has to be tested within three days of coming in like before you go in so I um got a COVID test to come in the mail this week and it's just fun because I have so it's like everyone else that is going to go to Thanksgiving it's like 10 people it's not a big thing but they all see each other already with the exception of because it's like my grandparents and my parents and like my cousin and they're all watching him because um my cousin Ben is a freshman at UPenn and he's been like living with my grandparents this semester but the problem is his parents are coming in from Indiana to pick him up because he's going back with them and like they have to come get him because like the semesters and all this nonsense I don't know and they are dragging their feet on getting tested so that's like the the shitstorm because mm. now it's like this regulation and I'm like well we're not gonna do Thanksgiving if they're not gonna get tested like I'll just go home and be with my parents you know yeah so 
It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, that's good, I guess, that they're doing okay with it. I think our parents, it's a little bit different, too, because we were so much closer to home right college we went home like a lot more obviously and it was so easy and now it's a lot harder for us to go home for many reasons so <laughs> yeah think, like for my parents especially like it, I think it settled in that like I'm an adult and living my own life now you know I think that's, that's good though to like <laughs> like in some ways I think like, it's good to rip the bandage off yeah Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if you, like, cut out, but yeah. Um, I think it was good that we, like, are so far. Like, it kind of forced them to realize. Well, I know they will never realize it, but <laughs> it's better than if we were, like, close to home and, like you said, like, trying to figure out, like, if we would do Thanksgiving or not. Like, we have an excuse that's like, no, I don't want to drive 10 hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ugh. Why is this here such a hot mess? <laughs> what was that? I just said, why is this here such a hot mess? Oh, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It was uh, Rona's birthday yesterday. I know. Too. Like, that's insane. Oh, we should have got a cake. Oh, we should have gotten a cake. <laughs> Dang. I made an apple it. pie tonight. Maybe that's for that. You need some icing to say, like, <laughs> happy birthday, Rona. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, it's been a crazy year, and I don't know when it's going to get better. I know. There's Not obviously... This year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. 2020. It's I'm excited like so to, like... nuts to think about, like, this started when we were in Europe. Oh, And that I know. feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. Yeah. Like, and we're coming up on a year. Yeah. <laughs> I was realizing that, like, since we came back to Michigan in April, I don't think we've been, like more than a 20 mile radius from where we are right now like we just stay in the same place you know and it's like crazy to think that we've gone for, to like every single park yeah in a 20 mile radius. we've gone like <laughs> to so many parks and stuff but like it's all in the same area and like we've been stuck here for over six months now you know and it just sucks to like i mean i'm glad we got to go to europe you know and do that right before this but it's so hard to know that there's so much out there and you can't see it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like kind of like how do we get here energy <laughs> yeah i know and i'm i'm upset that it's getting uh colder and like we can't go outside even <laughs> like i know our apartment the virus is gonna die out in the cold just like it died out in the heat yeah okay <laughs> i wish hopefully oh can we tell her the news i'm pregnant no <laughs> Um, fingers crossed we get two foster kittens oh that are six God. weeks old. Wait, so is that in addition to the one you have right now? Yeah, I think it will be. We told them before that we, like, wanted a kitten, um, and then they were like, well, there's this one that needs a home, and we were obviously like, sure, we'll take her. Like, I'm not gonna say no and leave this cat, like, in a box. Um, so we have her, and she's, she's fine. They thought that she was gonna be, like, a problem, and she'll literally just, like, live her own life. I, she'll, she'll stay under the bed, like, I think it's kind of like your cat at home, Sarah. She'll yeah. just stay under the bed all day and you, like, never see her. Yeah. And I I guess that's just how some cats are. I've never had a cat like that. I always thought your cat was weird. <laughs> um, but I, Macy's like that, too, so. 
I guess yeah. some people will want a cat like that. She's not like that, though. Like, she'll sleep for hours on your lap. Yeah. Or, like, next to you under the covers or whatever, as long as she's, like, under something. Yeah. Or, or next to you. I guess she's just not comfortable. And then when she's on her own, she, like, freaks out. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. She's definitely scared. So maybe it isn't, like, your cat. Because your cat, like, if you put him on your lap, does he, like, stay? So he just has, like, extreme trust issues. Like, because uh, Jerry, he, like, came from, a, I think, like, pretty... Well, I don't know. Because he... So he lived with this old lady. And I don't know if she was, like, abusive to him. Or if, like, the issue was just that she died. And, like, Jerry and his brother were, like, left alone in this house. Um, but either way, there was, like, some form of abuse. And now, like, he doesn't trust most humans. Like, he really only trusts, like, my parents. And he doesn't really like me. Um, So that's kind of the vibe. Like, he, anytime there's people over, he hides. But, like, he'll come out and, like, cuddle next to my mom and my dad when it's just them home and, like, be a very normal cat. Hmm. (laughs) Um, But he just, like, yeah, he has, like, weirdness. So maybe that's what's up with this cat. Like, she might just have, like, quirks that are just from whatever her past experience was and like when she bonds with people she might you know be more normal and then like yeah i don't know yeah i think that's what it's gonna be like because she's almost like two weeks then i know she still like won't come near us or anything yeah she doesn't like voluntarily come towards us if we like put her near us she's fine though and she doesn't like like going into a new room and stuff i'm sure eventually like if she's in a home for a long period of time she would be like that and like comfortable with the people she's like around long term and then just like hide if there's the first, people over. like the first few days that we had her she sat on my lap for like six of the eight yeah. hours that I so it's not like she doesn't like people yeah she's, it's just hard for her to get there that's so know. interesting so yeah weird. yeah it just so. honestly it might take her a while to like figure out what's going on like just to understand that you guys aren't leaving you know and then i'm sure yeah. i'll start over again when she gets put with a real like, i know that's like a so long term too <laughs> it's sad to think about but yeah. But like when we, we had Shadow, I saw him every day making progress. Yeah. Like he would be get more exploratory and check everything out and, you know, come out from under the bed by yeah. himself. And up to the point where two weeks he was jumping on the bed and snuggling up with us. I and think it's she just... like we won't see her for like eight hours straight. I know. If I we think don't, it just depends on their background. We have to pull her out of the bed every time we <laughs> her. I know. I crawl under the bed to get her out. I'm like Aww. I'm like aching because I have to get under there to get her. Uh, yeah, I think it just depends on their backgrounds, though, because Shadow, like, they say he came from outside, so he, like, knew humans were, like, good, I'm getting food, and, like, I'm getting love, so he would, like, you know, explore new places to find that, whereas, like, Macy, I'm pretty sure people were not good to her, so. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that everyone's different, but just I wish we saw more progress, yeah. But anyways, I think she would be fine with kittens, and she's just going to live her own life. I don't life. think they're going to interact. Yeah, I don't think they're going to interact at all. And we told them, like, we'd be willing to take them. Macy doesn't interact with us. <laughs> yeah, she'll just, <laughs> so she'll just have her life and the kids will have theirs with us. <laughs> um, until Macy gets adopted, that is. But they just told us they have two kittens. Well, they're trying to get them. I don't know how this process works before that. But I don't know where they came from or anything. But they said they have two six-week-old kittens that are... What did she say? They're a... She she phrased it like a bad thing that we would have to keep them for two months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she she's like, you're going to be stuck with them for two months. And I'm like, only two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want them forever. Because um, well, they'll have to get like fixed and stuff yeah. and go to the vet to get all their shots. Like when we have them, because they're so young, they haven't done that yet. 
um, and they can't get adopted until that happens. Um, so we'll have them for at least two months if we get them. And I'm so excited to have little kittens. <laughs> That's so cute. It was so weird reading that text and realizing there's only six weeks left of 2020. Yeah, I know. Damn. Just, I That's cannot crazy. believe it. I didn't think about it like that. I feel like it was just the summer. I feel like yeah. it was just last winter. Yeah, that's true, too. But, like, the summer at least was something different, you know, like, the warmth. So I wonder, I like, like, how much of that is, like, because I feel that way, too. I wonder how much of that is just, like, 2020 being, like, the pandemic and, like, everything is weird. Or, like, how much of that is normal with, like, graduating and, like, getting older. Because I feel like time does pass more quickly yeah, when you're Yeah, that's honestly older. a great point. This is going to be, this is, like, our baseline for adult life. Yeah. And it's gonna screw up the rest of our lives because it's gonna, we're gonna, gonna to- feel. everything. Yeah, it's gonna be totally different than what we thought and yeah. how it feels and how the years go and stuff. That's that's a great point. We're just gonna be forever comparing things like when I was twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if it wasn't this, like we would have graduated, like had jobs, like where you had to go to work like from nine to five and then you had to like go to these activities in your new city and like make friends in your new home like as a young adult and like go out to bars and stuff and like we just none of that like we we stay home we work and then we're just back to watching tv or whatever we do recording podcasts (laughs) and that's gonna be literally compared to i literally think i'm gonna forget how to interact with groups of people yeah it's so i mean like yeah it's so bizarre like i guess you talk to people at work like i talk to people online but talking to people in person yes i saw an article about that that said like if you interact with your family or people that you don't usually see over thanksgiving like a be safe and b give them leeway because they might not be talking as much because they're having like mental health issues or they haven't interacted with many people so like it's hard for almost everybody yeah It'll be really weird. Every time that Matthew and I have, like, gone home or, like, visited someone, like, obviously it's not that much, but every time it has happened, we, (laughs) every single time, come back and, like, talk about how our throats hurt. Like, literally, we're, like, (laughs) sore from talking so much, and it's not like we don't talk to each other, like, when we're here, like, we have normal conversations, but, like, when you're home, you talk, like, all the time. Like, I don't know, you just, like, have to talk about everything. When we're here, we, like have this mutual understanding of like how to do things we don't have to like say everything (laughs) right right and I think probably when you're home you're like talking maybe maybe it's louder but also just like more excited too yeah it's like more straining on your voice (laughs) yeah it's funny oh my gosh we'll see I am not looking forward to uh going back like into an office ever (laughs) I'm sure everything will now be like hybrid models but working like I've gone into the office what like three times since all of this and whenever I'm there like the day just feels so long because here I can like walk around go go play with Macy like get a snack or whatever I want you know lay on the floor lay on the floor literally <laughs> go on the balcony like do whatever and in an office it's just like you sit there you do your work for eight hours and then you go home and it's not fun <laughs> yeah I definitely feel that and I I don't know because I'm I kind of like I'm not on either end of the spectrum, I guess, because Matthew's like that and he like never wants to go back into work in an office and is like happy doing remote work forever. And I, it's not like I want to go back to like full time nine to five, but like I do miss like having some aspects of the office. Like I miss like 
co-workers and everything and I think I I got close with a bunch of my people from the campaign but I think I would have I think I missed out on a lot of stuff that would happen in a normal campaign cycle and it's like hard to reflect on that just like I know that they would have been constantly like going out and constantly getting dinner for us and constantly like you know having all these activities and it like sucks to know that I was just like sitting at home working long hours and not having any of those perks yeah that's true that would have been crazy nice. (laughs) (laughs) I know like I feel like I would have met oh my gosh yeah it's it's impossible to like think about the what-ifs because I also think that there's a very high chance I wouldn't have ever had that job if there wasn't a pandemic because like Mm -hmm. I wasn't super enthused about like the idea of working for an agency and I'm still not like I just needed a job and I also applied to that job without knowing that they had the Biden campaign like that was never part of the (laughs) that was never like something I was signing up for on purpose um they like got hired on by the Biden campaign the week that I was interviewing there (laughs) so wow it was kind of crazy I feel like there are all of these what ifs with this like pandemic and it started out and it was like so hard to get past them and now it's just kind of like I can't even think about them or I'm just gonna be in a negative mood all of the time like what if I know gone to so much we could we could have gone to Canada like so easily in January we had planned to go to Chicago uh Niagara Falls Toronto possibly like Nashville yeah we were going to go to the Penn State Michigan game. Yeah, all like by this time. Yeah. We would have done all of that. And all we've done is Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all we've done is our 20 mile Rochester radius. Rochester Hills. Yeah, we've literally gone to like all the towns surrounding us. I guess us. you it's... could like go to Chicago and like get an Airbnb and just like, you know, DoorDash all your food and walk around in Chicago. Yeah, I think they could do something like that. Well, but... like my best friend from high school lives in Chicago, oh. which is why we were going to go. Yeah. yeah. And, but... So it's not just like to see it. No, well, I mean, also that. Yeah. But, like, it's just him being there as a And also, like, right now we're only four or five hours away, as opposed to when we're home, we're 12 hours away, 13 hours away, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. We wanted to take the train. There's a train that goes right from here to Chicago, and that would have been, like, so much easier than trying to figure out how to, like, drive into the city. Yeah. So (laughs) we're hoping we can wait. Every time I think about that, I think (laughs) about how I looked at the – uh, the Cubs schedule and the Phillies were playing the Cubs on like May oh 26th and I was like how's May 26th sound and then like, I was know. like oh that sounds perfect like we, we'll plan for that and that was in like February yeah that was awesome and Take that the was train, six months go to ago a game, yeah. stay in Chicago long weekend <laughs> here we are I'm taking off on Wednesday to have like an extra long weekend for Thanksgiving and I'm gonna have like a five day break from work it's like what are we gonna do like you, we could have gone to so many fun places if we had like a normal five day weekend. And instead, we're gonna do a puzzle, record some podcasts. <laughs> I know it's like a completely different like list of things. Like that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Is like this week and last week, I just have kind of been <laughs> vibing and like figuring out what there is to do. Yeah, what have you been doing? We need some new stuff. <laughs> Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> um, I made a pie. Tori wanted to hear your podcast recommendations, too. Oh, yeah. Since you said you've listened to a lot of podcasts, give us yeah. some recommendations. Throw that in there. Also, tell us what you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do podcasts first. So I listened to all of this one podcast about this girl who <laughs> was tree planting in Canada. Um, and <laughs> it's like 
for them like tree planting and like this is in other countries too but like it's like huge in Canada tree planting isn't like an environmental thing it's like the logging companies hire them basically because there's like an agreement with the government that like however many trees the logging companies cut down they have to plant a certain number of trees so like these people come in and just like plant saplings and it's like this crazy community they like live out in the book like they live out in like forests and do all this stuff for the whole summer and it's like mostly young people and college students and like they do it because it's just like the summer and the beginning of the fall they can do it like and still do college and they make like a shit ton of money because it's like you get paid per tree that you plant and they can plant so many anyway it's really interesting (laughs) because I'd never heard of anything like this before and it was like cool right like I feel like I could do it like I feel like I'd be good at it um but yeah, I'm good anyway. at digging holes. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I could definitely do that. I mean, my back might hurt after, but I do it for money. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they make like a good amount of money, and they also like have parties and like hang out and like get super close with the their group of people that are camping there, and it's like a whole community, and it seems cool. So I really liked hearing about that because it was like a completely different world and like pulled me out of <laughs> wherever I was like doing work, but um. I also started, like, consuming a lot more um, Gretchen Loves Beauty content because (laughs) (laughs) I just remembered that she exists, and then I, like, started listening to it as background noise, and it was was really good for that. Isn't it crazy that she lives in Reading now? Yes, and that's why it's so interesting because, like, she talks about her new life, and, like, it's so funny to hear her perspective, like, moving from Boston to like, our region of Pennsylvania, like, I love hearing what she has to say about it, so I think that's, like, partly why it's so interesting, and she has a podcast, too, I don't know if you've, like, heard her podcast. I haven't listened to it, but I saw that she does have a podcast. Yeah, it's, so, that's funny, and I listen to that sometimes, um, but, like, on that one, she interviews other YouTubers, and then sometimes I'll, like, go watch their stuff or listen to their stuff, too, which is cool. Um, other than that, I've, like, tried out a handful of more political ones but they always make me angry <laughs> so, yeah i went down that route and that was the same i feel like that's not what i want for me. from podcasts yeah right exactly like i just can't i can't do it even if it's like supposedly positive like you know thinky stuff like that it just makes me annoyed because i have different opinions about what the correct answer is <laughs> so then i just get heated <laughs> um but yeah I don't even know. I I can get back to you if I think of more, but those are, like, the main ones. Um, Other than that, like, stuff I've been working on, I, you know, I've been repotting plants, dealing with my plants. I have so many now. (laughs) I just repotted our plants the other day. I'm waiting for them to die. This is the first time I've ever done it, so... (laughs) I'm sure you did it right. Like, honestly, it's scary when you do it, but... It, it's like it usually is fine I've never killed a plant from repotting it yeah they look okay right now I think I think we're in I'm the clear they're still alive <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe these plants got shipped to us from Lowe's and they're still alive so <laughs> they're resilient <laughs> they literally came in like a cardboard box and they were in it for like three straight days yeah. and they're thriving <laughs> that's yeah that's awesome I have you ever heard of the sill no it's, like, this plant website, um, where, like, you can order plants online, like, basically like that, but, um, I got a gift card for them because (laughs) stuff from work, (laughs) and, um, 
I got a snake plant through that because I was like, oh, snake plants are pretty resilient. Like, I think that can handle it. And it was just such a wild experience. Like, I feel like that's the same thing you're describing. We got two snake plants, actually, so. And didn't you also get a ZZ plant? Yep, we got a ZZ plant, two snake plants, um, a mass cane tree that I murdered uh, <laughs> part of. <laughs> there was, like, two trees in it. And <laughs> <laughs> Spencer tells the story better than I do. I literally murdered it. <laughs> when was that? It was like two weeks after we got it. It was so sad. Of course, we were like so gung ho about like watering them and everything like that. So we were we were keeping up with it really well. Um, it was an event every time we would water them. So we'd both go fill it up and walk around, <laughs> see how much water and stuff. And so there was one, there was one tree slash plant that needed to be watered and it was this one and it's got like a smaller one like a little tree coming it's, out it's and like then a bamboo taller almost one. Yeah. but then it has like leaves on the top it's so like two like a separate short one and a tall one yeah okay i kind of um, i can picture what you mean yeah and so tori starts watering it and i just like <laughs> look away i'm looking at my phone or something like that and then i hear her go wow you're really thirsty <laughs> And I look over, and there's a river of water coming through our living room. As I was still watering the plant. We were still pouring water down as there was water leaking out. And there it wasn't a little bit of water. It no, was a substantial it was, it was amount a of water. Because uh, it was one of those, like, self-watering pots. but So, like, the bottom will hold water. But I had overflowed it so much that it was just leaking out. So, the small part of that one is dead, because if you overwater it, they won't come back to life. But if you underwater it, it's okay. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Through murder. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I I still have a bunch of my plants. Well, so I have gotten a lot more plants since I came to D.C., but um, I was surprised by how well my plants did after being, like, severe, severely neglected for three sta- straight months during the beginning of the pandemic when I wasn't in Boston. Um, we had someone come in and water our plants, like, maybe once a month for those three months, and only one of my plants died, which is wow. just amazing. <laughs> that is impressive. Well, that's good to know. Maybe these ones only need water once a month. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it needed more than that. <laughs> but... But I was just, yeah, I was glad that... And they made it all the way to D.C. too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I My dad was ready to kill me because um, <laughs> I, like, loaded up the front of the U-Haul with, like, five plants, like, oh. all, all over his... All uh, seat no sharp turns, Dad. <laughs> yeah, well, because I didn't want them in the back. You know, I wanted yeah. them, like, where I could see them. But <laughs> he was just like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, so Matthew had had a plant that I had given him, like, two year a year or two ago I don't even remember at this point and then I had had like four, four I think four plants and then I purchased a few since moving here so yeah what's your favorite plant um so probably my plant named Herbert who I've had since freshman year of, at BU and I love him um, because he's so resilient he survived so much I got him when he was literally two small leaves in like a little tiny like half-sized mason jar and now he like has all these vines and like all these things the only thing is I don't know what kind of plant it is because <laughs> anytime I try to look it up I get a different answer that's so interesting he could He's be a hybrid a number of things yeah I don't I truly don't know that's fun but I always give people like cuttings of it because he grows very quickly so I always like 
propagate them and give them as gifts to people. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, that is neat. If you guys um, ever come... Yeah, when you guys move to D.C., I'll give you a housewarming gift Aww, of, a, of a cutting of Herbert. <laughs> Mark my words. Or kill it. <laughs> no, no, I won't kill it. You won't. I've given it to four, four people now I can think of that have a piece of Herbert, and none of them have died, and multiple, wow. of, multiple of those people have previously claimed that they kill all the plants they've had. That's crazy. That because is impressive. he is just so... He just won't so die. So strong. He is. He's <laughs> willing to give line. up a part of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I stand by the fact that Herbert will not, I mean, I don't want to say that, knock on wood, but I'd be so sad. <laughs> there was like multiple times before someone had gone to check on my plants for the first time, like in that first month and a half of the pandemic when I like fully broke down because I was convinced that all my plans had died. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew had to be like, Sarah, it's going to be okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, crying. Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> so you've been committing a lot of time to your plants now for the time that you neglected them then? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the need to. But other than that, just, like, going outside, I practice skateboarding, walk around. Um, I, yeah, it was really fun, like, prepping for Gina and Ben to come. Like, it sounds dumb, but I've, like wanted a like a visitor for a while and like you can't have that during the pandemic so I spent like so much time last week just like cleaning everything that was like us when Avery came we were yeah, so excited exactly like yeah <laughs> so like I saw this video of someone cleaning like you know like tile floors and like there's grout in between the tiles Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I saw this cleaning video of someone being like these tile floors the grout used to be white and now it's brown and here I'm going to clean it and then I was like oh my god <laughs> that's like our kitchen so I like got a toothbrush and like this borax oh paste that god. I made and I like scrubbed the tile for like hours the one day and Matthew was like can I walk in the kitchen now and I'm like no <laughs> oh my god um but it did change the color of the grout it was gross Ew. Certifiably disgusting. I don't know if I want to know how dirty it is. Yeah, I feel and like... I don't want to, like, put my hands and everything that close to it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was gross, but then I was, like, thinking about all the times when I've been, like, 30-second rule and eating something off the ground and, like, how gross <laughs> that is. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So now it's a lot cleaner if I ever do that again. <laughs> but now I'm That's kind of fun. scarred. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm definitely at the end of my, like, I'm definitely bored now. Like, today was, I was, like, wanted things to do. Um, so we'll see what, you know, what the next week and a half brings. I just want mm -hmm. people to respond to my emails. <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's good to be a little bored. Like, especially after, It puts like, everything into perspective. Yeah, yeah, especially after, like, a time like you had where you were working so much. Like, it's okay to be bored for a little while, but I know it is definitely hard to yeah. be bored. We've had a we've had those periods like multiple times over the past few months where it's just like what do we do now and then we'll go on Amazon and buy something new to do and then <laughs> what do we yeah. do now? We're bored of that. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, it's like a culture shock, honestly. Like I would highly recommend Skippo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Skippo. Skippo's our favorite game. It's such a fun <laughs> game. Wait, oh my gosh. <laughs> you I should start telling you guys what um, card games Matthew and I play. Matthew has this book where it, like, it just has a, like a ton of card games in it, and you can just read them and read the rules and then learn how to play. 
and like sometimes we'll just teach ourselves new games. The latest one has been Casino. Do you guys know how to play that? I've never heard of that. It's pretty fun. I should send you the Is rules. Is it just like a normal deck of cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. all games for like normal decks of cards gotcha. and we always look for the two-person ones. That's what I was but, just going to say. I feel like most of them aren't two-person yeah. and that's where we struggle. Yeah, but they have a bunch that are and the one that we played before this was like <laughs> super fun just because the rules were so confusing that it just it just did not make any sense and that's why we liked it because it just made us <laughs> laugh. Like anytime we tried to remember what was going on, we couldn't. And it was called Clobberyas. <laughs> That's a name. Yeah. So I highly recommend playing really stupid card games. Okay. We'll have to look those up. That's a good idea. We should. We yeah. Should we, d- we have like a normal deck of cards, but yeah. we never play anything. Because like what comes to my mind that you can play with two people, war. Yeah. And right. And you're done in like 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> or you're not done in 30 seconds and you wish you <laughs> yeah. were. Yeah. <laughs> three true. hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, That's I hate, why did I agree to play this? Yeah. yeah. But Casino's fun because it's a lot, like, easier and less thinking. And Clabrias is fun because it's, like, too much thinking and you just get annoyed and then it's funny. I'll probably but, like Casino then because I like Skippo because all you have to do is count to 12 over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> when easy. I was younger, I grew up playing, like, regular Skippo with Skippo cards, but also the game Garbage with Skippo cards. You guys know how to do that? I've heard of that. It's not, really fun. I don't remember. Um, that, that used to be my favorite game as, like, a kid, but it's, like, I always get confused which one is which, but I, I think I remember what Skippo is. I had Skippo one. There's still, like, a half, I never put it away. There's still, like, a (laughs) deck of just exposed Skippo cards from 15 years ago sitting on my bookshelf. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your room needs a deep clean. Yeah, Yeah, every time I go home, I, like, get bags of stuff or boxes of stuff out of my room and get rid of it, and every time I go home, I can still do that, which is, like, when when will it end? Yeah, my mom called me, what, yesterday, and she was in my room, and she was like, I haven't been in here in six months, it's so sad, and then I was like, Mom, what do you need from me? And she was like, well, I'm trying to get rid of some of your stuff, and I was like, okay, why are you telling me it's sad, and then you're going to throw out my stuff? (laughs) But she's been cleaning my room slowly. I don't know what they're going to do with it, though. Like, what are our parents going to do with our rooms? My dad right. already works. Yeah, in... <laughs> your dad made it his office. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nice. No time at all. I, like, went, I came home the one time for, like, winter break, and all yeah. this stuff was all over all over my bed. <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think that my parents... Because, like, my parents already have a guest room and, like, a study, like, you know, yeah. I was an only child, so, like, there's not other yeah, rooms like taken up never... by stuff. So, like, I kind of feel like it'll just be a shrine to me forever, which I which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why, like, I, I have to take it upon myself to get rid of everything. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do with that stuff that, like, you're attached to, but you don't need it? You know, you know what I mean? Like My parents put all my stuff, like, from gymnastics and, like, trophies and stuff into boxes that say, like, for Tori's home that basically will then go, like, from their attic to my attic. That'll just, like, be in storage of, like, stuff that, you know, you don't want to get rid of and right. no one else in the world is going to want. But, right. but that's just so, so much sad. Of that stuff. Yeah, yeah it is so sad that it's just going to be put in the attic. I mean, maybe we can have a whole room dedicated to all of our <laughs> treasures. Trash. <laughs> I have but. my uh, homecoming crown on display here. Aw. <laughs> uh-uh. Because nice. it's, like, good memes. I definitely, like, wouldn't if it wasn't me and Matthew, you know? <laughs> like, that would yeah. be weird. <laughs> But, like, Gina came and she was like, why do you have this crown? And I was like, think about it. <laughs> think about why I would have a crown. Yeah. My parents literally told me and Michaela, like, 
or my mom at least, my dad couldn't care less what they do with their rooms, but um, my mom said that they're going to stay as bedrooms, like, and probably just, like, our bedrooms forever. And me and McKinley were like, why wouldn't you, like, turn them into something, like, like, my mom babysits our neighbors, like, turn it into a playroom, like, there's no need for there to be a bed, like, right. in both of the rooms, you know? Right. It just seems like overkill, <laughs> so. Yeah. But I doubt they'll ever do that. <laughs> It would be it's weird so to go home one day and see that, though. It'll be weird if there's ever a day when it's not, like, actually our room. Like, your your room, your dad, like, put a desk in it, but, like, it's still your room, you know? No, that was my desk. Okay, well, I that was that your desk. Like, like yeah, like, he, he uses it and put all his, like, work stuff in yeah, there, yeah. I mean. But, yeah, like, your bed is still there and all your clothes and bookshelves and stuff. Like, it'll be weird if someday that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, it didn't before I moved in there. That was, like, a playroom. Oh, yeah. So. So that, I guess your room I, is I don't different. think so. I'm not attached to it. You don't think it'll feel weird? Like, I want my parents to get rid of all my stuff. That's <laughs> how I, I feel. Forget I exist. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, my parents just have so much stuff. Like, my stuff is the least of their concerns, in my opinion. <laughs> like, they just have so, so much stuff. Because they, they were married for uh, 14 years before, 13, I don't know, a number of years before they had me. And, like, they have so much stuff from before I was born, so much stuff, like, just in yeah. storage downstairs that, like, that, that's what they need to worry about. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, not my, like, few boxes wow. of stuff that are still in my room. I feel like all parents... This is such a weird time in our lives. I know. Yeah. I feel like all parents, like, I can't think of, like, a single, well, other than, like, Hannah's parents that don't have, like, a lot of stuff, you know? And, like, what is there going to be a point in our lives when we have that much stuff? Like, I'm thinking right now, like... We can move out of this apartment so quick. It's like a two-bedroom apartment, you know? And, like, we did move so fast. But, like, imagine, like, our parents moving. That would be awful with how much stuff they have. Right. I think about that so much. Like, I think... Because I feel, like, such responsibility for all of that stuff. Like, <laughs> which is, like, you're already talking about how I don't like being an only child. And this is, like a like, a very good example of that. Like... If they decide they want to move, there's so much stuff that they won't want to get rid of. And they'll just be like, Sarah, figure out what to do with this. Like, you're not allowed to get rid of this. And then I'm going to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> like, I can't have, like, eight rooms of furniture if I'm going to live in, you know. Eventually, I'll probably move to a bigger place. But, like, I am not, you know, I don't really see myself moving out of a city in the next few years, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't really... Yeah, it's just it's just so much pressure. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I I think that like that's why I like dread accumulating things and I feel like our generation is just generally like that. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but like even if we're not all like minimalists like Hannah, <laughs> like I feel like we have this like aversion to accumulating all of that stuff because we like recognize that our parents have this burden of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I I hope it never gets to that. I can't imagine having that much stuff. (laughs) I feel like I'll just get rid of, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give it away. I have no, I mean, I do have, like, attachment to my things, but if there was someone else that needed it and I didn't need it anymore, I would give, have no hesitation of giving it away. Right, right. But, like, we bought literally nothing for this apartment. We just took it from, like, Matthew's house, my house, my grandparents' house my aunt's like storage stuff we like we literally purchased nothing that's crazy my parents wanted to like my parents have like four couches in our house just like scattered and they wanted me to like take one of them and I think if we weren't going as far maybe we would have but it was so much work to try to get furniture from there to here (laughs) 
Do you think that you're going to bring, like, your stuff from Michigan that you purchased, like, furniture-wise to the next place you move? Like, are you going to move it all to D.C., or are you going to, like, sell it? I think, like, the main furniture we'll keep, like, our bed uh, frame and our mattress and stuff and the couch. Um, but, like, we have a we got, like, a beanbag chair. We'll probably just, like, sell that. Um, like, like, the random things we won't need. Like, we have, like, an extra set of nightstands. We'll sell that, too. But the main stuff, like, our desks and stuff, I think we'll bring with us. And just get like a big u-haul and have my dad drive it i might sell this and just get a new oh one. yeah like or like older stuff like spencer wants to upgrade his desk anyway so we'll get a new one yeah um, <laughs> my desk that i'm using my dad found it on the side of the road <laughs> in telford <laughs> so i definitely need a new desk matthew's like That's... matthew's been campaigning for me to get a standing desk i th- that would be nice i feel like you should invest i want a standing desk yeah. yeah, I feel like like at this point when we have no idea when the next time we're going to be going back in, like, it's worth it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if you're going to be using it for, like, who knows how long, just <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, and even if I go back, Matthew is, like, convinced that he's going to just have remote software jobs forever, so yeah. he can have it then. <laughs> yeah. Right now, he literally just does work on the couch. I'm always like, don't you want to use the desk? He's like, no. Wow. Does he, like, have work to do now? Yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. It's very weird Um, because he was literally doing nothing for months and months. But um, yeah, he got put on like a few actual projects now and he's like doing stuff. That's good. Yeah. (sighs) Do you think you're going to move back to the Satterton area? Like eventually? (laughs) Um, Or do you think you're going to like how far do you like I know me and Tori... Uh, Tori and I want to stay relatively close to home. Like, I don't think I could ever settle down here in Michigan. Yeah, right. Like, D.C. is probably the farthest I'd go, like, to actually settle down. I don't know. How do you feel about that? (sighs) I don't know. Like, it's so hard because I just feel so tied to the Satterton area, like, from family history and everything and, like, stuff. We were just talking about, like, my grandparents, my parents have so much stuff. But at the same time, I don't really want to live there forever. Um, Like, I want to stay in range as long as those people are alive. But I don't really, like, you know, once my parents and grandparents are gone or, like, don't, you know, don't have that obligation for me anymore, I I don't really think I'll want to be in that area. Just because I want to see other things and I want to, like, I want to know what comes next. Like, Matthew... And Connor always joking about, like, oh, we want to build a commune and, like, have a bunch of our friends, like, (laughs) move to this place in the middle of, no, like, this, you know, they haven't picked a place, but this place and, like, raise their families together and, like, have a farm and, like, do all those crazy, like, hippy-dippy stuff. And, um, you know, it sounds, like, so nice, but there's, like, a part of me that's, like, that's not possible, you know, I still need to, like, go back to Southerton, or, like, I need to go back to this thing, but I always just think, like, why do I have these expectations of what I need to do, and, like, what, what do I actually want to do, and not just what do I feel like I need to do, um, that is a long answer to say that I don't know (laughs) if I want to move back, and I, I don't think that I do, but I also don't know where I would move if I didn't move back, like, I don't have a place in mind. Could you see yourself, like, going across the country, or would it have to be relatively close? Yeah, I mean, I just don't really have, like, I don't have a desire to live in, like, California or, like, on the West Coast, um, because I like the East Coast. I like that there's more than one 
you know, state and city that you can get to in a day's drive. Like you're not just in <laughs> California for like a week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just obviously attached to this place, but I also just think that there's so much more to see outside of Pennsylvania. So I don't know what. Yeah, I'm surprised that the consensus like. among you guys have been nobody really wants to go back because yeah. just talking to your parents and your family, it seems like everybody stays put for generations yeah. and generations. All of us pretty much like had like grandparents and parents yeah. like from Satterton, you know, but none of us really want to go back. <laughs> I don't know what that says like about what our parents did or if it's like our generation or what, but I think it's like partly, you know, our generation and like the town is not like so when the town I did is my for pro- old people. <laughs> right. Like when I did my project um this last year about land use and you know, Bucks and Montgomery counties and everything like that. I was talking to a lot of people, and one of them was this woman from the Montgomery County. Um, she, like, worked on agricultural preservation, but she did a lot of just, like, general Montgomery County land use stuff, which I'm I'm interested in land planning and urban planning. And I was asking her, I don't even remember what my exact question to her was, but she came back at me and she was like, I want to know if you and your friends are moving back here. Like, I don't even think I asked her about, I I might've asked her, like, do you think that young people want to stay? Or do you think that young people are moving in? Or what do you think the age demographics are turning into? But then she asked me, like, do you and your friends want to stay? And I had to be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my mom was sitting right there and she was laughing. But, like, yeah, it's definitely crazy because I literally, I can't, like, my my family just for generations and generations has been in Sourton and Telford and Lansdale and, like, <laughs> exactly that area. And I don't even know where they were before, like, freaking Germany. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is where they are. And the only person that, the only person that's not is my uncle who lives in Indiana for his job. Like, he went out to Michigan after he graduated and then he's just been kind of in the Midwest for his job ever since but like literally everyone else on both sides is in in Pennsylvania so it's definitely like going against the grain to want to move out it's nothing like my family like my mom lived in like this area and then she moved to Virginia for a while Mm -hmm. then they moved back to like the Abington area my dad lived grew up in Reading and then moved to Abington where they met and then they moved to Ambler yeah which, I mean, it's relatively close, but so, like, it's 20 It's not, minutes. like, the same thing as yeah, staying everyone's in, the same in Satterton town. Yeah. or Telford, you know? It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely uh, a different yeah. situation, which is really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I don't get it, but we'll be... We'll have some adventures to go visit some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. I can't wait to, like, go visit Avery out in California. I feel like that'll be so fun. <laughs> I know, I'm very excited. I can't wait to go anywhere else. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere else. I have like dreams where we go to like the movie theater and I'm like, (laughs) whoa. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's such a big deal to like do anything. Like we took those electric scooters downtown last weekend and that was like the highlight of my month. I was like, this is so fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. (laughs) We go to like the PetSmart where the the cat rescue places like once a month and that's about our only trip (laughs) that's in a public place i'm trying to convince matthew that we can adopt a cat now that i'm not like killing myself about my job i'm i'm really working on it i keep sending him like links to the adoption place and like links to the cute cats (laughs) 
you could you could foster too because cats then, are so easy. I know, and you they're so done easy. It, even with yeah. I know. Well, if you have time to like eat and shower, then you have time to take care of a cat. <laughs> I know, and I totally get that. But Matthew's never had any pets at all, and yeah. he's just like hesitant about it. And I think he's definitely coming around. Like definitely way more than when we were in high school. And I would be like, oh, I want a cat, and he was like, no. <laughs> um, but it's definitely like a process, but. Like, today he was joking, like, when we get a cat? And I was like, when we get a cat? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when? Next week? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and I, literally the perfect time. I know. And I've, like, talked about fostering, but I need to figure out if, like, do you think it, yeah, I need to figure out if it's possible to foster and then adopt, you know, after you fostered or if they don't allow that for whatever no, reason. No, oh, that's you, what they want. You get the first priority. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's, like, the whole deal. Like, it's, like, a foster failure. Because like, it right, happens right, all right. the time where people just fall in love with the animal. Like, that's what I want to do because I think that then, like, in the event that he didn't like it, he could just be, like, uh, like we're fostering, you know? Yeah, um, it's temporary. I mean, that's what we want to do. With hopefully these kittens, if it, if it works out. Yeah. Yeah? Would you keep them? I think if they were perfect. I mean, I, we've always said, like, we want to get a cat when it's a kitten so that you can, like, you know raise it raise it basically and teach it how to behave like i don't i don't like i would love a cat like macy if she wasn't so messed up (laughs) she refuses to come out underneath the bed like we she purrs when we pet her and everything yeah so like but i don't know why she won't come to us yeah so like with kittens you can basically like train them that like show them that we're friendly never abuse them so they don't even have a chance to be right and like get them on a schedule from the start so you don't have to deal with any of that so then if they were perfect we'd adopt them (laughs) scratching the furniture is bad that type of stuff yeah that's so good yeah i'm i totally get that and like i'm i'm conflicted about like the whole like kittens versus senior cats thing because i i love adopting senior cats like i had old cats at home all the time and i i like them even though they're always kind of weird <laughs> um i i don't know I'm, so i think like if i fostered yeah i don't know i'll keep i mean if we found an older cat that we loved i would be about fostering yeah. it too i just wanted it to be like i wanted to be able to teach right the cat how to act and yeah you know don't wake me up at four in the morning <laughs> that's what like shadow did oh my god yeah no that's really cool yeah well you'll have to let us know how that goes that's exciting yeah, i'm excited exactly. for you because i know you've always wanted a cat <laughs> i know i know it's definitely a bit on my on my list and i think we'll probably wait until i would assume we'll wait until either like get it right after thanksgiving or like get it right after christmas one of those yeah. two because yeah, i don't want to I was going to say that um, apparently after Christmas, they really look for a lot of volunteers and foster families because tons of people get uh, cats and dogs for gifts and then they don't want them. So they give them up to rescue places. Yeah. So they look for lots of different volunteers and and people to foster all these new animals that come in. Yeah, we should definitely do that then. Because I, yeah, I just like, I don't know how long we'll go home for Christmas or if we will. And so it's hard to like plan around that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense. <sighs> Crazy. Okay. Do you want to ask our wrap up question? Do you have anything else? Any other topic? No. <laughs> no, I'm good. You want to ask the wrap up? <clears throat> well, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, we already, like, talked a lot. Yeah, we did talk about it, and it's just kind of like, Sarah doesn't know. I yeah. think it's okay. 
You don't have to have your own. I'm a huge planner. Yeah. And my fallacy was assuming that everyone else was. Yeah, and I think we've realized that most people that we've talked to really yeah. are. Brie was like, I'll do whatever. I don't care. Yeah. As Brie long as I have worst. a dog. <laughs> that, that yeah. was her I'm answer. I'm with a dog in a house. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's cool. You have a dream at all? Yeah, I just feel like, a sp- like that's one thing that 2020 has definitely taught me, though, is that I feel like I can't plan things. Yeah. Because I had this, like, huge elaborate plan for what this year was going to look like. Like, I was going to go to Japan with my parents after we graduated. And I was going to do all these things in the month when Matthew was still in school and I wasn't. And then we were going to, like, go up to Boston and celebrate my graduation and, like, come down and celebrate his in Delaware. And then I was going to move him into D.C. and all this stuff and... Like, none of it happened. (laughs) And, um, like, I feel like, yeah, it's just kind of been a culture shock to me. And I, like, the bigger life events, I feel like I wasn't able to plan for them until now. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I always knew that, like, oh, I'd want to get married and I would want a cat and I would want to move some, you know, but, like, I, you can't plan for that. In my opinion, like, I was unable to plan for that when I was in college because I was just so stuck in like the day-to-day and like what I was doing mm-hmm. I wonder how this is gonna affect us too then if like like because I'm sure our parents never went through something like that like you know no no matter how much they thought they planned everything just went differently right that's <laughs> so gonna affect us that this is like how we're starting our adulthood that no matter what we plan is not going that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like I definitely have like a sense of a loss of control mm-hmm but I feel like that's also just, like, innate with your 20s. Like, you just don't have control at this point. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, this has made me, like, really deep in thought of what, right now, like, <laughs> everything is so crazy with your early 20s, you know, graduating and stuff. And then we graduated into a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, what is the what are the feelings that are stemming from the pandemic? What are the feelings that are stemming from moving away from home? Yeah. Being on our own, becoming our own, you know, household it's like crazy yeah yeah and I feel like thinking about like relationships too like with you guys you kind of in a similar situation to me like being in a longer term relationship where you move somewhere with someone it's like very weird to think about how things would be different if like you were going there by yourself and like what experiences would you have if you were there by yourself versus with this person and like I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I like get sucked into these wormholes being like, what if, what if, what if? <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine like the people who live alone, like Mike, who, the friend who's in Chicago, he lives alone and he's like super extroverted. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I, I cannot imagine it right now. Yeah. I mean like even Avery, like I wouldn't consider her to be extroverted, but she's still like, you know, prior to the pandemic would spend a ton of time with different people. And yeah. then like she was living alone and she was like, <laughs> you know kind of screwed breaking down about it yeah that was sad i'm glad she's with people now (laughs) i know i know so that was definitely the right move for her we're gonna hear tomorrow oh yeah (laughs) i'm excited i am too i feel like it's been a while we love a nerds call yeah what time should i be on (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they decided it's weird with the time zones i know because so confusing everyone was just saying what time they'd be free i feel like it's just gonna end up being like someone just starts the link and everyone yeah, will join I like it's i feel like, like that's what's gonna happen yeah and then hannah's gonna be making dinner like always. <laughs> julie's gonna be going to the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> that's the 
it always happens. And Liz is going to be falling asleep. <laughs> Typical. Oh, my God. Oh, that reminds me. Something that I want to put on the record just for the podcast is something that I think is so freaking cool that you guys do the Secret Santa thing. <laughs> I can't believe this is year 11. I know. It's that's, insane. That's so cool to me. I want to make sure, like, future Spencer, as you're listening to this, do cool shit like that. Like, <laughs> that makes, like, little exciting things that make life worth it. Find a group of people. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because we, like, group. did not plan for that to happen. Like, think about, like, when we did the first one in seventh grade. Like, I remember it being such a shit show. Oh, Because, yeah. like... I remember, like, the other people that were, like, half in, half out of the nerds at that point. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, they were, like, arguing about who was, like, going to be in this Secret Santa, and we, like, didn't care because we thought it was just, like, a one-off event, you know? Right. And then, like, (laughs) and then, like, the second Secret Santa when I got the pinata. (laughs) Like, why did I have a pinata? (laughs) Spencer's like, what? A pinata? Yeah, so there's a pinata that... Was that a a gift? (laughs) No, no. I I was, like, I... Was, like, very, I mean, I was just weird in middle school, but, like, I, (laughs) I, like, wanted to decorate for the Secret Santa party, and I went to the dollar store with my grandmother, I remember, and I bought tinsel, because I, that was the second year I bought tinsel, and I bought tinsel every year since then, so I have this huge garbage bag full of tinsel, because I never throw it out of any of the years. But so that year, years of tinsel on the floor. Yeah, it's so house. much. And I dump it all over. My parents hate it. They find it all year long. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure they're tell like... Me, tell me more about how you said you don't get attached to things and you're going <laughs> to live a minimalist life. Well, like, yeah. So, like, the tinsel thing, yeah, my parents, my parents hate that. I think it'll have to... I think I'll let them throw it out eventually because that's just so much. But, um... Yeah, this is definitely the first year that we're not going to do that. But I, I also bought um, a pinata that year, and we, like, went out in the driveway and hit it and everything, and then we kept the head and put it on, like, a little mini Christmas tree. And, like, <laughs> I set up that little mini Christmas tree with the pinata head every year in my yeah. basement. <laughs> I remember, like, breaking the pinata, and I was like, why are we doing this, like, for Christmas? Like, this is so weird. <laughs> and it was freezing out. I'm pretty it sure so we were, like, cold. outside breaking a pinata, these, like, 14-year-old girls. <laughs> I wonder what the statistics are of who's had who. I know. I'm I feel like I've had too. I feel like I've had Avery 80 times. I literally can't remember. I only remember like the most recent few or like ones that were really weird gifts. Like one time Julie got me a <laughs> bed for Toby that was in the shape of a converse and I was like, "What is this? What is this?" <laughs> Wait, do you remember? Do you remember that ball that I got you? The like bouncing <laughs> pink ball? Oh, was it like light up? No, no, no. It was like one of those like hoppers. Like you inflate it and oh, you could like yes, sit I on it. I do remember and that. I do remember that. It was one of those with the handle. That one was a good one. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny. <laughs> I just remember you said that you got the mug from Julie. Yeah, I still have that mug that Julie got me too. I think that was at the same time as the bed. Two games. And then I remember so you going to get that book signed. Oh, yeah, I got that Sarah, book sign right? for Sarah. Yeah, Someone just that. asked me about... Oh, when, when Gina and Ben were here this weekend, Gina was, like, reading books off of our shelf, and she was like, the hockey stick and the climate wars. And I was like, that's signed by the author. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. That he, was pretty cool. He was so, like, confused. He was like, why are you here? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing for my friend. And he was like, all right. I'll I follow it. him on Twitter. I love him. That's, it was just so strange because I went to, like, his office hours, I'm pretty sure, and he was like, I don't know you, like. (laughs) That's so amazing. You were like, I'm a fan. (laughs) 
It was like, to be uh, fair, I've never read this book, but my friend wants your I should, autographs. I should have started doing that with textbooks. Yeah. Hey, you wrote this textbook. Can you sign it for me? And I paid $400 for it. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. And I, yeah, I because re- I read that book from a free PDF I found online, so I never owned it either until Tori got it for me. <laughs> It was perfect. It was so I, perfect. I'm actually really proud of that you one. You guys should start logging. I know. I think we should. We should start logging. I'm sure Sarah and... I'm not Sarah. Pff, Hannah and Liz have a log. They know every year, so I'm oh sure... Oh, my God. Well, they just... Yeah. I don't I'm know. I'm sure combined, they could create a log. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this year was the first year that it was secret, though, but they might. They might Yeah, stay. we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Whoa, it's just a regular Santa, not a secret Santa? Well, well it's Liz secret. Liz and Hannah always ruin it. It's secret to almost everyone except for, like, they usually figure out who everyone has just by, yes. like, deducing. But, like, I never tell anyone who I have. I don't think I ever have either. And uh, so it's always, who I like... Have. <laughs> <laughs> you have, um, Macy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't want Macy. <laughs> you have the new kittens. <laughs> well, we were going to do our own secret Santa. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to decorate for Christmas here and, like, have a tree. I think that's going to be so fun. Yeah, you said you're getting a real tree. That's cool. I'm so excited about it because, so, like, I I knew that I couldn't get, obviously, like, a fake tree because where would I store it? And, like, what am I going to do with that? And I wanted, like, a a regular-sized tree. Um, And so I was going to just, like, get one from a hardware store, like a Boy Scout sale on the street. But then someone in, like, an environmental um, email listserv that I'm in was posting about this one farm that's like <laughs> kind of exactly what I was describing with our commune that Matthew always talks about making um, except it's this guy that started his farm in 1972 as a commune where they would like be super anti-Vietnam War sentiment <laughs> and um, then all his friends left and then he turned it into an actual functional farm and it has like eight acres that are just devoted to Christmas trees but everything has grown like super sustainably and I watched this whole video about the farm, and I'm in love with it, and so I'm very <laughs> excited about it now. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited to decorate. Are you going to get a real one? I'm about it. You're about getting a real one? Oh, well. You wouldn't let me get one bigger than four feet of a fake one, but you're willing to get a real one. Because I don't want a fake one to store, <laughs> but if we get a real one and we get rid of it, I'm We're, fine with okay. that. Okay, well, can we do curbside pickup of a Christmas tree? It's all outside! That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, fine, we'll get a real Christmas oh tree. Oh my god. I was going to get the four-foot fake one, so that was, like, small. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to get stockings, too. Yeah, it's like, like our I first love, year of all of that. I love the scenery of like going out in the living room during Christmas. It's yeah. like so cool with the lights and stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so excited about it. We have like such weird, like random Christmas decorations too, not just like tree stuff. Like <laughs> Matthew's sister got him this singing Santa that sings like the song is like dashing through the snow. <laughs> but but the Santa like dances, but he looks like he's just like punching the air. <laughs> and it's really funny. My mom mom has a bunch of those things. I think we'll just have like the basic decorations for now. Yeah. And then... We were talking a couple hours ago about doing a uh, Christmas card. Yeah, because you I thought yeah. you inspired me. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I like, was joking about it before, and then we got the Shutterfly coupon in our weekly circular, and now I'm like, we're doing it. <laughs> like, there's no excuse. Yeah. 40% off. Well, we'll have to pose with our, our kittens now in front of a tree, and then we'll make a Christmas card. I'll make an actual Christmas card. We should have like... got a picture with Avery as our one visitor of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the only visitor at our home. <laughs> Tragic. 
We can put all of our different cats on there. We'll have hopefully We should just make it cats. Yeah, yeah. Not, people would like us, that one yeah. a little bit more maybe. A lot of people do cases. do that though. Like just they'll send like weird people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do like just their kids and not them. That's dumb. Yeah, I think that's kinda weird. I don't I feel like it's strange. I feel like it has to be the whole family. Yeah. I mean, Although, my mom... like, some families are, like, just literally, like, all they, you know, focus on is the kids. Yeah. My mom makes, like, New Year's cards, um, like, so many years because she forgets and is too lazy, so. We're gonna have an actual Christmas card. This is, alright, we need to stop because this is what we're gonna talk about during the 12 days of podcast. So. Oh, oh you're, true. Right, you're right, We're we jumping We can talk ahead. about Christmas things then. Yes. yes. We're gonna talk it's a about... teaser. All yeah, a little Christmas. teaser yeah. for all of you. We can, uh... we can put this in, like, a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for 12 Days of Podcast. I'm cutting, I'm cutting this all out. <laughs> Ba-la-la-la-la. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, this was fun. Yeah, yeah it definitely was, was. I'm excited for 12 Days <laughs> of too. Podcast. Me I think too. Be fun. If you have anyone else you want to be on, I think we're going to try and limit it to two people just so there's not too many like, voices yeah. going on. Yeah. If if you have a buddy, yeah, especially nerds. like if Matthew wants to hop on, it'd be yeah. easier too, because they'll be in like they'll be like us in the yeah, same room and stuff. That'll be that'll be great. We can just talk about our Christmas traditions we can talk about, like, and growing first up, Christmas and, yeah, stuff as like a that. Couple. Yeah, boom. I think that'll be a, a really cool podcast. Cool. Yeah, I'll tell him. I'm sure he'd. I'm sure he'd be into it. <laughs> All yeah, right. Awesome. Well, it was Very great cool. talking to you. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for making my dreams come true of being famous on your podcast. <laughs> oh, also, thanks for shouting me out on that other podcast. <laughs> I was wondering if you heard that. I was so excited. Like, I heard that whole segment. I literally paused it, ran into the room where Matthew was, and I was like, listen to this. <laughs> oh, my God. Tori, Tori was so confused. I was like, and I was like, I was like, you told me Sarah listens to all these. So I was like, shout out, Sarah. <laughs> I was literally so excited. It's so funny. It's it's truly the little things these days. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll listen to this one? Like, listen um, back to your own voice? Oh, I don't know. I feel like that's weirder. I mean, we just talked about it, so, like, maybe in a little while. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'll definitely probably listen to it, like, in a, in a few months or whatever. But I feel like it doesn't have the same, like, appeal. Just because I would be distracted by whatever annoying things I say. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to me, too. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I'm listening and I'm like, why did I do that? I can hear my fidgeting in the background or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The day the pandemic ends, I'm just going to binge listen to all of them and <laughs> be like, ha, Spencer the Pest, stuck in a pandemic. <laughs> what a loser. Oh, what a loser. Mm, all right. so funny. I'm going to go eat my pie I made. Oh, fun. Yummy, yummy. We're gonna attempt to make Thanksgiving food, so yeah, we'll we're gonna make a, a nice goes. dinner. Hopefully, yeah. love that. Tori historically loves Thanksgiving food, so it should be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're just gonna do like sides, mashed potatoes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do we even have like a main dish? We were gonna get like ham. Yeah. Something easy. I'm yeah. not making a turkey. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have Christmas ham. That's like normal. Yeah, I think it is normal. That's what I, I think, did growing up. I think most people have like a turkey too at least oh mm-hmm. yeah definitely at least some form of yeah. turkey so deep fried like, turkey we should do that deep fried turkey yum <laughs> no yeah all right well have a good night sarah thank you bye send guys send us a picture of your setup i want to see it oh, oh, yeah. I, I will i'll do that <laughs> okay bye, bye.